Welcome to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-host Dr. Audrey Berea and former television broadcaster Gina Galavis will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now here are Gina Galavis and Dr. Audrey Berea. Welcome to the award-winning Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. I'm your host, Gina Galavis Eisenberg, sitting in for Ron Aaron, who's on special assignment. So we're so pleased to have you with us. Docs in a Pod is available on podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we're also on the radio in several cities in Texas and Florida. Each week, we talk about a variety of health and wellness issues as they impact Medicare eligible seniors and others. And our co-host is Dr. Audrey Baria. She is fantastic. And I'm so glad that she's that I that I have this opportunity to co-host with her. She's medical director and has been part of the WellMed family for seven years and is currently a provider at the WellMed at Ninth Avenue North Clinic in St. Petersburg, Florida. And while caring for patients at WellMed, Dr. Baria has her, achieved her goal of changing their lives for the better by promoting the importance of seeking self-preventative care and implementing an all things in moderation lifestyle. While she's not caring for patients, which she's always doing, it seems, she's enjoying spending time with her family, traveling, and photography. Dr. Baria, this has been my pleasure today to be filling in for Ron. It's all mine. I'm so happy to have you as the co-host today. Well, I feel like I'm learning so much, so much today, just with all the different topics. And uh, in fact, the one that we have happening right now is very important as well, especially as we start looking towards February with Heart Health Month. And our guest is Sim Capkio, a certified medical assistant at WellMed at Hebron, located in Carrollton, Texas. That's just in the Dallas area, Dallas, Texas. He completed his master's program at Concord Career College. After caring for his grandfather, he was inspired to become a medical assistant so he can help others in need of care. And when he's not assisting others, you can find him collecting and tending to his plants, which I'm sure with the cold snap we've had recently are needing a lot of tending to, Sim. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the cold is definitely, is with Texas too, like this week, it's going to be 60. <laughs> and then I know, right? It's going to be cold again. So yes. <laughs> so wait a minute, it'll change. So heart health, so important. Dr. Boria, what do you find that your patients come to you, uh, I know you, you you check them out and then you're like, hey, your pulse or what, I mean, what is a sign that we're having some heart problems? You know, I've had patients and this usually happens to me when it's the end of the visit, I'm just wrapping up, I'm about to walk out the door and they'll say to me, oh doc, one more thing. I've had this chest pain for about a week and you're immediately, the antenna goes up and my, you know, I turn around and I was like, oh, well, why don't you tell me a little bit more about that? Because in my head, I'm thinking, yes. why didn't you start with this first instead of right. everything else? Um, oh yeah, you know, and then it sometimes goes down my left arm or to my neck and I'm like, right away, it's like, okay, let's get that EKG right this second or yesterday <laughs> would have been better, but you know. <laughs> so you've actually caught some, some oh, folks who yes. may have not been around the next visit. Yes, yes. Um, and so one of the things that I always try to have the patients understand is, listen, 
call me at the first sign of you not feeling well. Don't wait a week. Don't wait two weeks. You know, just this is take it seriously, especially when they have um, heart disease as part of their family history. Um, if you've had a close family member, parent, brother or sister, sibling, I should say, have a heart attack before the age of 50, that is a definite sign that you should be getting checked out with your heart health sooner rather than later with your primary care as a starting point. Sim, even if you don't feel anything. Yeah. Sim, what has your experience been? Yes, I, yeah, I experienced the same thing when I'm triaging patients. Mm -hmm. They'll, they'll hit me with, oh, I'm also having chest pain since xyz and i'm like oh so why did you mention this before and i immediately go through the symptoms if they're having chest pain hard time breathing it's mainly the chest pain that gets Mm -hmm. to me but i also will check their heart rate of course with the pulse ox and if that's low then i'm grabbing that ekg machine immediately (laughs) it's very frightening though because folks you know i guess they don't want to be a burden or have some kind of maybe it's in their head or maybe they pulled mm-hmm. a muscle and it's not really a heart and i tell you what i know yes. you have a story you want to tell us about <clears throat> drew but before we do that i just want to take a moment to let those who may have just joined us know that you're listening to the award-winning docs in a pod i'm gina galavis eisenberg sitting in for ron aaron today our co-host is dr audrey baria and our guest is sim kepkia with wellmed at hebron in Carrollton, texas and we're talking about heart health. Now, Sim, talk to us about Drew. Was he one of your patients? Yes, he he came here. This is my first time ever meeting him because I started back in February of last year. And he came in and just a regular appointment. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so what's the reason you're here for today? And he said, well, I haven't been feeling the same. And I'm like, okay, you can go more in deep with that. Like, well, what's going on? And he said, well, this has been going on for about two weeks now. And I feel like I'm just not the same. I went to the gym and, you know, when you, when you go to the gym and you're, or you're usually active, you, your heart rate is, is beating, you know, it's, it's, it's going fast. And he said, even just working out, it, it was not sitting right. It was still kind of heart skipping it. That's what he was saying is he felt like his heart was skipping a beat. And he said that he would, you know, sit down, take a deep breath, but he would get the dizziness a little bit. You know, I guess he couldn't really tell if he was sweating or not because he was, you know, at the gym too. So so I was like, okay. I was like, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) So I was like, so go more deep than what else is going on. And he said, well, it's mainly the chest pain. And as I look through his documents and his history and comes to find out that he he's had open heart surgery before. And mm. keep in mind, he's only 35 years old too. So that's another thing. I'm like, oh, you're so young. I'm, I'm like, you, you've gone through so much already and been part of your life. And he's like, yeah. And I've also had a pacemaker put in. So I felt the need to make an appointment with Dr. Sansari and get this checked up. So I thought, okay. So I do his vitals and everything. And I'm like, oh, something's just is still off. And then he had mentioned that his heart rate would stay around 30 to 35. And I'm like, okay, so let me bring, let me bring back my what I learned in school. I was like, okay, so that's definitely not a good sign. So 
I kept looking at the pole socks and I'm like, uh, I was like, let me just do an EKG since you're, you're still not feeling, you know, 100%. And I just, it just from the readings of that pole socks, it just, it just alarmed me. I went and grabbed that machine and he's, he's asked, I was like, so how are you feeling right now? And he's like, I, I feel okay. I was like, okay. So I did the EKG and then I started putting it on and it's just one long strike and then just one jump <laughs> one long strike and then one jump and i'm so, like this is my first time ever ever seeing so to the lay person that is not a good thing to see yes and especially with him saying oh this has been going on for two weeks i'm like holy cow two weeks <laughs> so immediately i did it i usually do the ekg two times just in case the first reading might be off from the second one but nope it was, it's, it said something about blockage and, you know, some leads are off. So I was like, okay. So it's a good thing that the minute I got out of the room, Dr. Ansari just got out of the room too from another patient. And I was like, Dr. Ansari, look at this. Like immediately, like now I pulled him out of, out of the other room too, that he was walking into. And he was like, okay. So he comes out and then his eyes go big. And I'm like, what's wrong? I'm like, well, what is it? And he said, this looks like a third degree blockage. And I'm like, I'm Ooh. like, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, so what do we do? What do we do? I'm like, <laughs> like what, what do you, he's like, let me go and talk with, with the patient and see what's going on. So he goes in there and then I'm not in the room. I'm, I'm still, you know, dealing with other patients. And then he's like, Sin, where are you? And then, so he's like, I'm going to send him to the hospital. I'm like, right now? And he was like, <laughs> yep. It was like, uh, he was like, I'm uh, either he wants to do um, have the ambulance come and get you or get him and or we'll, you know, we'll figure out what's something to do. And I'm like, OK, well, just let me know what to do and I'll get on it. So wow. he goes back in the room. The poor patient's just crying and crying. And I'm like, oh, no, like, like any. So Dr. Sires, he's like any second anything could happen because mm-hmm. of how it, it showed on EKG. He could he could have passed out. He could have anything could have happened. Wow. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I'm trying to do it as fast as I can. And he's like, okay, so his parents are going to come pick him up because he he drove to the clinic too. So I was like, how is, how was he able to survive this whole time? Wow. And nothing wow. happened to him because especially with his age and what his conditions were already are, it was unbelievable to just see him in the room with us <laughs> and nothing has happened you know, even while I'm doing the EKG or anything. Something could have happened to him while he was driving. That or yeah. just at the gym. Yeah. This happened to happen on Halloween day too. So he oh, was, he, so I asked him, so what's your, you know, normal conversations? Like what's, what's your plans for today? This is before I did the EKG. He's like, Oh, I was going to go and, you know, watch movies with my wife and, you know, celebrate Halloween. And I was like, oh, okay. And it comes uh-huh. to find out that we had to admit him to the hospital, unfortunately. And I had to calm him down a little bit because he was crying. And I understand, like, he's yeah, scary. scary. It, it is scary because I'm pretty sure Dr. Sorry was like, look, we need to get you, like, now. Now, like, yeah. But Dr. Barrio, when we go for our checkups, I mean, and, and we feel okay, or we're just feeling like we're getting older, I mean, is an EKG part of the exam? Is that something that, or something we should ask for? I think def- I definitely do it on people that have a very strong family history of heart disease. And, <clears throat> you know, guidelines say that you have to take each patient with 
as an individual and decide for the individual patient. But I would definitely, I mean, anybody with a strong family history of heart disease, they're getting an EKG, at least the baseline, so that I have it in their chart in case right. anything like this should happen, a you know, sim story, and we have something to compare it to. So like my father, he had a, a heart attack at 62 and died, mm-hmm. but he's always had, he's always had high blood pressure his entire life. Yeah. I don't have any of that. So, but, but anyway, would, we can go back to that. We will come back to that. So I tell you what, we're going to continue our discussion on that. What do we do if we have this kind of history, heart history in our in our family? Um, I'm Gina Galaviz Eisenberg, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Barra, and our guest, Sim Capkio. You're listening to the award-winning Docs in a Pod. Turning 65, it's time for an important choice, deciding what Medicare coverage is best for you. WellMed can help. When you become a WellMed patient, you can connect our primary care with a Medicare Advantage plan. WellMed doctors and care teams spend quality time with you, listening and learning about your health. WellMed and a Medicare Advantage plan could be right for you. Choose WellMed. Learn more at 866-433-5048. That's 866-433-5048. We are so pleased you're listening to the award-winning Docs in a Pod, and we're talking about heart health today with our wonderful co-host, Dr. Audrey Baria, and with our guest, Sim Capkio from the WellMed at Hebron in Carrollton, Texas. So we were talking about getting a baseline when you go for your physical, even if you feel great and you have no high blood pressure, you're not taking any meds, but your father, like in my case, died of a heart attack at 62 years old. Yes. What do you do? How do you bring it up to your doctor? Well, that should be part of like, if you're a new patient to any practice that should come up in the history taking part of the examination. So um, there's either like Sim, a medical assistant who's taking the history, which the provider will review before, you know, they come into the room or in front of you and um, go through any of the pertinence that stick out. And I would say, your dad dying from a heart attack at the age of 62 would definitely stick out to me. And I would be going down that pathway to ask more questions of, you know, do you have any high blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, diabetes, anything else that would contribute to having you more prone to heart disease? Okay. Good to know. Good to know. And uh, so is that something that uh, the doctor or the nurse or the medical assistant will bring up or is it like, hey, come with your questions to your physical I would exam. say come with your come with your questions. I always love a well-educated patient who is well-educated mm-hmm. in their uh, medical history coming to me because then that means that I know they're engaged and that they're going to work with me on their health. Because it can't be a one-way street, right? I can't be the only one, or the provider can't be the only one taking care of the patient. We have to rely on the patient to take care of themselves once they walk out of our office. Yes. How many patients want you guys to be mind readers? Well, I was at the doctor and they didn't say Uh anything. Exactly. (laughs) Right? a lot. All the time. All the time. (laughs) It's like, what did the doctor say? Well, nothing. I guess I'm okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> but did so you have to ask them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, how do you engage with with folks who are? I mean, even mm. when I'm there, I I feel not embarrassed, but I just don't want to be a burden. No, it's you. not I want to go burden. in and out. No, it's definitely not a burden to me. And I'll just speak for myself. If I have a patient that's coming in with a list of questions. I'm like, that's it. Let's go for it. And we go right. down the list of questions because right. then I know that they're concerned about themselves. About their health. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, Sim, they, you read stories or you see statistics where women will not go get help if they, if they're starting to feel chest pains. So, and, and do you find that you're, you're catching a lot of, of patients who maybe do have some heart health problems? issues? Yes, I do catch it a lot. Um, A lot of patients, like you said, they do, sometimes they feel burdened, but I'm not sure where it's either that or some, some of them blame the white coat syndrome, or they just get nervous when they come in. And the white coat syndrome? I've heard that. (laughs) They call it white coat syndrome. They get a little nervous. Oh, okay. I was like, I guess uh, intimidated, I guess, or something. Yeah, they get intimidated once they see like, oh, like this is a doctor that's or a nurse or an inmate that's coming in. And I always tell patients, nothing is too much information for me. I probably have dealt with more things than what you're going through with other patients. So I tell them, hit me with the questions. If you have any questions, I'll put it in here for the, the doctor, NP or PA to go over with you because if I know that, like how um, Dr. Bari said, you know, if you're concerned about your health, then that's good. At least you are aware and you're coming to us for help when, you know, we're the ones that are there to care for you. You know, people and will I, start exercise programs. Should they just start yes. without coming to see you guys first to say, do we have a heart problem? You know, you haven't exercised for five years and now you're trying to start something. Mm-hmm. Again, but it's never too always- late to start. <laughs> yeah, never too late to start. And you always have the discussion with your primary yes. care. Um, yes. You know, the other thing, patients are scared. And I think we were touching upon this in the, um, earlier in the show, that they can either feel like this is a burden, they don't want to bother us. And mm-hmm. I think the crux of that really, though, is that they're scared. They're scared of the answer yes. we're going to give them yes. or the potential answer that they can receive. And yes. therefore hey let's just be ignorant about it let's just not bring it up then therefore it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. but the reality is it's still going to yes yes and I do I do see that with a lot of patients where I think they're scared of like you said of hearing the truth Mm -hmm. or they're scared to they 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 just think oh I have all these problems I'm gonna die I hear that a lot too is where they don't want to discuss anything because they 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 think like oh I have all these issues and I'm not going to live. And I'm like, no, like we can, we I'm can fine. fix this. We, we got fine. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like going for a colonoscopy. I was afraid to go because I was afraid of what they'd find. So what's yeah. crazy is that my mom, she just got her colonoscopy yesterday and she was scared for the longest time. Took her about three years because she's 53 mm-hmm. now. You're supposed to get at, well, the new age is 45 now. But, 45. You know, before right. it was 50. Before it was right. 50 and she kept pushing it and pushing it and my family history is colon cancer. Oh my oh. gosh. Okay. So <laughs> there comes another thing is I I understand like hearing the truth can be scary, but if you don't start then, then it gets worse over time. And then 
sometimes it's too late, but most of the time it's it's fixable and we're, you know, exactly. we can do it. So but. if you catch it early, you can do mm-hmm. something about it earlier yes. before it gets worse. Yes. But I think mm-hmm. everybody's an individual, right? And yes. So people yes. are, each person is different. And, yes. Uh, the way that you and I might take it and deal with it is not necessarily how everybody else is, right? A patient would take it. Exactly. Yes. Um, I am totally 100% on that. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess just the more you talk about it, it's okay to t- we talk about with our friends everything else. Um, mm-hmm, we should yeah. talk about our health and, and not yeah. be afraid. Mm-hmm, not at all. Because I was reading a statistic that one person dies every 33 seconds in the U.S. from cardiovascular disease. That's wow. a pretty alarming statistic. Yeah, it is. And so, it's, yeah, something, it, it, it's preventable, right? I mean, get it is your very, yep, it is checkups, get the blood work mm-hmm. that's indicated. Yes. Um, yes. And if you have family history, be more aware of the things mm-hmm. that you need to do in moderation as opposed to okay, don't have a pint of ice cream every day. That's not going to help your cause. Um, right. Uh, <laughs> or soda because, every day. Uh, or, right. you know, this, yeah. and we live yeah. in, you know, it's it's sad that, you know, we, we do live in America and all we eat is, most people just eat fast food. It's, it's the easiest yes. thing you can get. Yeah. But and the least expensive. It's the least expensive. Which, and then now, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, now, but, food, <laughs> but yes, overall, yes, I would. Uh, I would, I tell patients every time, like, oh, like, what did you eat today? And they say something so bad. I'm like, well, I was like, well, I mean, if you look at your lab results, (laughs) it tells you otherwise. (laughs) That's the other thing. It's like, I don't want you to see what I'm really eating, right? (laughs) And it's right there in front of you. Can't hide. You cannot. um, And patients act surprised every time. (laughs) We practice. (laughs) We practice. (laughs) <laughs> it's the beginning of the year so we're mm-hmm. getting uh, baseline blood work on everybody for the yes. beginning of the year mm-hmm. and yes. a lot of my patients because it's January and yes. the holidays just finished in December mm-hmm. and, and, well, new say, and New Year's and so they're like oh but are you sure you have to do my blood work now can't we wait a little while because they're they don't want me to see how bad mm-hmm. levels are going to be you know if they have mm-hmm. high they don't want me to see that yes they are taking their medications like they're supposed to but yes they've been eating everything under the sun that they're not supposed Mm to so the levels are going to be high um yeah so or if they're diabetic and they've gone on like a sugar binge or something yes (laughs) yes it shows up even if they even if they wait a couple days or a week it still shows up the same way Like the hemoglobin A1C is still going to show me exactly what yes. you've done for the last three months. Yes. <laughs> so then just a quick kind of checklist as we start the new year and for our heart health, go get your physical, let the doctors take your blood work. At least there's a benchmark there. Ask for an EKG. What else do you tell patients so we can prevent this? Exercising and you know, nothing drastic. Nobody's telling you to go to the gym five days a right. week. And Even just walking outside yeah. or I see, I, I see, I hear people that go to, they walk at the mall. They, yeah. they do walks in the mall. And yeah. I'm like, that's something new I've never heard before. <laughs> you know, we, we talk about it in Florida all the time because it gets so hot during the summer months that it's mm-hmm. physically, I don't want my patients to be walking outside when it's that hot and humid, right. um, especially the, the elderly. 
they're going to pass out. I was like, yes. we don't need that. So um, the mall opens up early and it's air conditioned. Mm -hmm. So I tell mm -hmm. them, go to the mall, walk around in the mall before the stores open up. So you don't have to be worried about you're going to go shopping instead. Um, just do it before the stores open and yeah. walk in an air conditioned spot. Um, another thing, if patients have dogs, the dogs mm -hmm. need exercise too. That's like a win-win. Yeah. Go walk your dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's a good idea. Or how about standing up and just not sitting down and walk around mm -hmm. the house, do your housework, yes. go yeah. outside, water the plants. Yes. Yep. Just don't yeah, move, sit around. Move your body somehow, some way. <laughs> okay. So EKG. Dan says nobody's watching, you know. Oh, <laughs> you can definitely do that. As opposed to the holidays, eat like nobody's watching. <laughs> but all in moderation, it is preventable. And it's one of those uh, diseases that is preventable. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, any last minute words, Sim, because we have about 15 seconds. Um. Thank y'all for having me, of course. <laughs> and I hope everyone else take please take care of yourself and don't be scared to come to us. <laughs> All right. We won't be afraid to ask the tough questions. All right. Anything quickly, Dr. Baria, you'd like to say? No. Thank you, Sim, for coming on today and talking about heart health. All right. Well, thanks so much to Sam for joining us today on the award-winning Docs in a Pod. And thank you to our co-host, Dr. Audrey Baria. I'm Gina Galaviz. Eisenberg. And I said this a little earlier, but I'll say it again. In the word of the late Charles Osgood, I will see you on the radio the next time. Executive producers for Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Natalie Ibarra. Associate producer is Sharice Pendleton. Thank you for listening to Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Be sure and listen next week to Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed.